Ah, Ken, that's the music that makes people wonder if a podcast can catch COVID. They only live in hope. <laughs> Hello there. Hello there. On Hello this there. very special Honey, day, special I'm day, here. ladies and gentlemen. Happy birthday to you. I've got the chipmunks playing in the background there, singing happy oh. birthday to you. Thank you, Ken. Not finished yet. Okay. Shut yeah. up. Thank you. Simon. I'll tell you when. Okay. Shut up. Get up. <laughs> Good. Finish. Dave. Happy birthday, oh. Marty. Happy birthday to you, Ken. What did you get? <laughs> it's not my birthday. It's mm. uh, it's the day of your birthday. The mm. party is tomorrow. Mm. I'm not giving you a present till then, so bad luck. Okay. Well, I'm not there anyway. No. So you wouldn't have been able to. No. It's going to be great, the present. You're going to love it. Oh, I'm excited mm. to give it to you. Mm. A lot of... Uh, a lot of planning went into it. Oh, God. Yes. I walked into a shop and said, hey, that'll do. How's that? That'll do. It's near the door. It's marked down. It's marked Surely. down. Surely. I got a good park. <laughs> I'll take that, I said. Do you have interest? Yes. Do you have interest-free planning? Not interested, they said. <laughs> no. How have you been? I've been okay. Thank you very much. How's Punjab? Punjab is... You know he's here, don't you? Yes. By the way, we're doing the podcast via Zoom due to- Yes. Do you uh, know why? Our busy schedules. Well, apart from you're busy, I'm, I just can't get this little mongrel. <laughs> okay. He arrived in the dark of night, as he tends to do, Yes. knocking on the door, saying he was a Jehovah's Witness, <laughs> yes. um, but he refused to testify. So he was on the lamb, yes. and I said- Punjab, what are you doing here? Why do you always come at two o'clock in the morning? And he, he explained that he, he really wasn't that happy out at Sunbury and he missed his friends here. He doesn't have any friends here. No. Not a one. Not no. even the neighbours are thrilled. The neighbours threw a party when he left. <laughs> the the yes. aroma left the area and they were they were overjoyed. <laughs> yes. They thought I'd been putting blood and bone on my garden. I said, No, it's Punjab. He's full of blood and bone. But that's that's how he normally smells. Anyway, the little swine has handcuffed himself to the uh, clothesline in the backyard, <laughs> and he just sits out there. He seems to be quite happy, and as soon as I go near him, he pretends he's got COVID, and um, <laughs> it's very annoying. Uh, is he spinning around? Is he on on like pegs or no, anything? No, he's sitting on the ground, cross-legged on a little rug. Yeah, with his hands cuffed to the clothesline. Oh. Well, you've got to love that devotion to your house that he loves. I think it's more an anchoring strategy. He feels if he can't be disentangled, he can't be taken away. Well, you know who he'll be missing. That's right. Stampy in the background crying out to him. Well, he will be missing Stampy, but he can't hear me at the moment because I'm inside. I'll go out a little bit later and we'll All right, okay. check up on him. But um, at the moment, he's just sitting out there. He's doing nothing, although I think he's doing nothing. I'm not sure what he's actually doing. You can't be sitting out there all day by yourself doing nothing. Oh, he must be doing something. He'll have a plan. Don't worry about that. He, he always got his sneaky little bugger. He is a sneaky little bugger. Mm. You know how I'm always trying to think of new names for the podcast? Yes. i got a beautiful one now. You ready for this? Yes, sir. The prettiest horses in the glue factory. What do you think about that? I, I like it. <laughs> Don't love it. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, we've got a, a, a listener who wants to call out. They uh, asked if we could shout to them. A little Mark Cannon. Little Mark Cannon. Yes. Here we yes. Hello, uh, Mark Cannon. Good yes. to thank you very much for coming on board yes. and becoming one of the sons of Sunbriars. Yes. Is that a word? Is that, could be. Could be. Okay. Or one of the prettiest horses is another way of looking at it. Yeah. No. What? Now, Hi. Marty. Yes. Yes. Oh, I was... I've got a name for the podcast. Okay, go on. If we had a squid with us. Yeah. And the squid commented every now and then. Yeah. It could be Ken and Marty's Cephala podcast. <laughs> say, say it again, please. Ken and Marty's yes. Cephala Podcast. Cephala Podcast. Cephala Podcast. That's what a squid is. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm sorry, my my animal kingdom knowledge is not up, up to scratch. It's not up to the other levels of your knowledge. No, no. It's it, it's right up there with geography at the moment. 
Listen, I want to talk to you about something I've discovered. Now, I listen to a lot of podcasts for research. Mm. Yes. Now, I heard is one that what very... we call it now, is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I heard one very recently. Mm. Well, they're cheaper than sleeping tablets. Mm. Uh, I heard one recently, a couple mm. of comedians, mm. uh, slightly funny, slightly funny, mm. rambled. It didn't have the connection that I like between two two. Uh, pre- presenters like you and I have that's just yes, from Connie. being friends that's what that comes from there's no uh, no monetary still buying, gain still buying that are you <laughs> no monetary gain and yet and yet I just found out that Smartless Podcast with Jason Bateman Sean Hayes and Will Arnett just got sold for $80 million to Amazon, a podcast, Marty. It seems remarkable. It seems a little expensive to me. I would have thought so. I mean, they could have got balloon decor for 300 bucks. I, I don't, you know, where's this, what, what are they paying for? There's no money in podcast. What are they paying all that money for? They don't have Tony Katz. You, you think that's it? I think that's it. They're paying not to have Tony Katz. Wouldn't you? I definitely would, by the way. By the way, you know how I said to you, never go to the movies with Tony Katz? Because mm, he either to- talks or falls asleep. Yeah. yeah. There's a new new, uh, a new, chapter to, to the book of why not to go out with Tony Katz. Mm. I, I got invited by Sean O'Kelly from Balloon Decor. Little Sean? Yeah, little Sean, to go and see Madder Lake, the band from the 60s? 70s. 12 pound toothbrush. Yes, that's right. No, 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 no. And, uh, yeah, they don't write him like that anymore. Yeah, and he, that's right. And he had you can't also, fix that. No, he invited Tony Katz as well. And uh, the okay. Ant-Man went as well, the drummer for Toast. So we get there. I'm telling you I heard about three bars of the band. Tony Katz talked in, uh, constantly, played with his phone like a teenage girl. So I'm telling you, do not go to see a concert with him now. There's going to be a huge list of things not to do with him. Mm. What do you think about that? Well, I'm surprised he's not busy this time of year being a live action version of Elf on a Shelf. (laughs) I don't think he is very busy from what he's told me. Um, But I think the the problem is to to book him or to to get him to work, um, come and do your thing, you have to actually make a three-course meal. I don't think uh, everyone's really thrilled with that. But, is that right? Yes. Yeah. You, he just doesn't. He lives by himself, so he probably doesn't eat very well because he can't reach the bench. No, that's right. Exactly right. So he's having a well, well-deserved rest, as he put it. But however, on the other hand, Sean O'Kelly, we're doing the, um, we'll do the get the ads early. Sean O'Kelly is killing it at the moment. He's on fire. Of yeah. course. Be- yes. Because he does a thing called corporate balloon backdrops. His helium balloons are going through the roof. <laughs> That's right. So if you've got a corporate logo, he makes a balloon uh, logo out of it, backdrop, and people can, get photos. Can I, can I applaud and congratulate you yes. for finally mastering the word balloon? Oh, thank you. Well, I've just been talking to him, so he probably, probably drummed it into my head. He mm. said, could we give him a message? He doesn't uh, 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 mention about the corporate balloon backdrops. Not yes, interested in us pushing the balloon penis at all. Okay. Not got at it. all. No no got balloon it. condoms? Cancel that no. too. All right? Go on. You got go it? On. Yep. So from now on when you do the ad, you know what? You've got to stay clear of. Because it's no becoming... Balloon no balloon penises? No balloon condoms? No. Very PC, Marty. Very Where PC. would they have come from? I didn't think of those. I might have mentioned them. Yeah. I, I, that's not something I'd buy. <laughs> I might have invented them for him. I thought yeah. there would be a huge market. And uh, yet... But no, apparently he does not want to pursue that um, that line of work. Now, no, I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't you know, uh, uh, you know, you got to, you got to keep, you got to keep yourself nice. I think in the world of balloons. But, uh, well, you, you know, from a corporate point of view, you can't be going around saying things these days that you, you know. Did you very see li- the picture? I, you don't look at social media much, but. I don't at all. Actually. Our local council has put up Christmas decorations that I swear looked like a cock and balls. Oh. But avoiding the word Merry Christmas. No, 
Well, yes, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a candle and a couple of Christmas ornaments and some, you know, holly or something like that. Yeah. But they just look like cocks, especially when they light up at night. <laughs> There's nothing that says more to me than Merry Christmas than that. Yes. Well, yes, you're right. Um, <laughs> it's a strange thing. And they, they seem to be kind of oblivious to the fact of the, of the similarity. But, um, look, I'm just going to send you through the picture now. I'll just take you a little uh, – take a screenshot of it. All right. And then, and then I'll put it up on the um, podcast page later. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? I'm now, okay. So I'm doing – Nothing I'm doing says it as Christmas to me more like cock and balls. Well, a few things do. Yes. <laughs> to me, you know. Yes. yes. A few things do. Uh <laughs> For example, I can't think for of example, you, you can't think of one thing. No, not one thing. Not one skerrick. Even my picture of Santa Claus in my head has his cock and balls out. Oh, oh now, God. by the way, yes. you, know, you know how yes. when, when we do this podcast, we usually um... I speak. Sorry, just before we get off Christmas. Yes, I remember years ago Bing Crosby, yes. Don Henley, Mary Hopkin, and Lee Kernigan asked me to join them singing carols. Yes. It was a very exclusive group. It was just Bing, Don, Mary, Lee, and Hi. Oh, well done. Thank you. Well done. They I mean, can't all be gems, but occasionally. No, that was a beauty, that one. Um, mm. I've got to uh, tell you, there's a couple of things I want to tell you. I've told you that. I've told you that. Did you, do you know, how do you know the names of the planets? Did you have a little nickname, a little um, thing to remind yes. you of them? Yes. Yes. What is it? I used to remember them by going Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, yes. Jupiter, yes. Saturn, yes. Uranus, yes. Neptune, and for a while, Pluto. Right. Well, I used, I used to, remember to remember them by this. My very. Oh, you, you had a different method, did you? Yes. My very educated mother just served us nine pies. That's how I remembered them. Okay. So I was wondering if you did that. No, I, I remember the names yes. of them. <laughs> it was cryptic. Yeah. I'll give you that. It was cryptic. <laughs> I had people ask, raised eyebrows I got at school. So hmm. at the planetarium. He's onto something, this boy, they said. At the planetarium, you never yelled out, my very educated mother just served us nine pies. No need. No, because in my area. They would have taken the pies. <laughs> hey, I've written you another joke. You're going to get in much less trouble. I've written by, another by... joke. Oh, you've written another <laughs> Yes, lovely, Ken. I'm so proud of you. It's what more have you of done a, this time? It's more of an observation. Oh, by the way, people keep congratulating me for, for working with the, um, the disabled. So there you are. Me? Right. <laughs> Go on. What's your joke this time, Kenny? All right. It's not a joke so much as an observation. Oh, good. There's no show. Sorry. There's no show without punch, said Judy. Hey. Hey. There's no show. No, I heard. No, I heard. Very, very good, Ken. That's excellent. Now, that's what I spend my time thinking about. Really? That's good, isn't it? That's good. You've got to admit it. In a book, that would be great. You think? <laughs> you know what kind of book I reckon it would be really good? In like a 1905 Toastmasters quips. <laughs> in, in, a, in an olive hardcover. Yes. One of those, you know, like it sort of feels a bit like cotton on the outside, yes, the yes. olive colour. And it's it's and the pages are all a little bit gone fawn in colour from age. And occasionally there's a pen mark or a tick beside a, a quip. I think, um, I think that should be in a book that's called... I can't believe it's not Mark Twain. Yes. Or good evening, ladies and germs. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, the other thing I was thinking of, can you remember the first record that you were given, not yep. bought with your own money, given? Yep. What was it? Uh, it was Rossini's Peter and the Wolf. Oh. I think this tells a lot about our background. That was yours. Mine was... You're a Pink Toothbrush by Max Bygraves. <laughs> and were you a Pink Toothbrush by Max Bygraves, Ken? No. No, because the words are, you're a Pink Toothbrush, I'm a Blue Toothbrush. 
that it. Yeah. Have you ever heard that song? No, you can't teach that. <laughs> that's it, is it? Yeah, that's it. No. Have you no, never heard that song? More, was... That's it. It just repeats those two lines. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'd have to give you the whole thing. Hang on. Was it, was it sexually stereotyping boys and girls? You're a pink toothbrush. I'm a blue tink brush. Uh, it might be the only words. <laughs> I just played a bit yeah, of piano. Yeah, because you seem to be running out of ammunition after those two zingers. <laughs> yes. Uh, here, I'm going to play a little bit of it now for you. Here we are. You're a pink toothbrush. I'm a blue toothbrush. Have we met somewhere before? You're a pink toothbrush. And I think toothbrush that we met by the bathroom door. Glad to meet okay. toothbrush. Such a sweet There you go. Toothbrush. See? My first record ever given to me by my parents. And, and was it wrapped in a roadmap? <laughs> <laughs> you yes, haven't asked me who we're doing yet. I'm surprised. Oh, I couldn't care less. <laughs> <laughs> we never talk about the fucker do, anyway. Do you want, <laughs> that's, true, that's true. Do you want to talk about your gig or not? Which one? The one you did Tuesday. Oh, last week? Yes. Oh, uh, look. Would you like to say it, it? it was a challenging event. Yes, yes. <laughs> not not what you'd call high end corporate. <laughs> no. Um, we were at the Rose of Australia in Williamstown. Yeah, yeah. A uh, lovely spot. Is it around the corner? Is it not on the main Wrong. road? Is it? Was it's it? in Ferguson Street. Okay. Yeah. Which is like the main sh- shopping street that goes down to the water. Oh, the big the, the big main main road. Yeah, yeah, not not the Esplanade, the bit that goes down to the water. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, around the back, around the back. No, 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 not around the back. No. It's got all the shops on it and stuff. Yeah, and parking in the middle of the street. If you're going along Melbourne Road from like Westgate or something, yes, it's yes. sort of if you were going to go to Williamstown, you'd turn left there. Yes, and that's the way it is. To the, the RSL's on the corner. Okay. Anyway, yes, continue. It was just a. A night of um, amateurs. Tuesday night. And they hired a professional MC and a professional comic to do the headline. And, and the rest were all what we call in the business open micers mm. or people who are just starting out in a burgeoning career with, with their souls flushed with hope. Yes. And you <laughs> and were the headliner. Um, you were the headliner. Well, yes, Ken. Well, I don't want to. You could have been the MC. My soul is no longer flush with hope, let me tell you. (laughs) You could have been the MC. But, yes, all right. No, no. Continue. My friend Tom Seagat was was the MC. Yes, great story. um, So uh, Tommy Tommy rang me and asked if I was far away because the night was running a bit early, unencumbered by the time-consuming laughs, you see. Yes, Um, yes. So I said, I'm at home at the moment. He said, well... We've only got two more acts and then it's going to be you. Why don't I have a break now and then, you know, you'll get here and we'll be right. So that's exactly what they did. And I just drove over from from South Melbourne and, and um, there where I was. So I arrived. The publican knew me because I'd, I'd done a show where he had been at. It was actually a benefit for a guy who has since passed on. Mm-hmm. And they were all very happy with what I did. I hosted the whole day for nothing. And it was a good day, a lovely thing. We raised a lot of money for his family. Anyway, that's where he knew me from. And he was absolutely thrilled that I was there because another comedian had said that they would come and do it and then pulled out at the last minute, which is uh, very unprofessional. So uh, I didn't want, you know, I didn't want comedy to be the loser, Ken. Yes, I know. So, I'm sorry, but I just didn't have the material. No, no, and they didn't have your number, so it all worked. <laughs> okay. so Continue. Anyway, I got there, and Tommy was just introducing the second last tryout guy yeah. who went up there. Now, he could have closed with your joke. <laughs> Is this where you went wrong, I'm hoping? Yeah, no, he, he, his, um, his act was unburdened by humour. <laughs> Had very, very a very light weight of yes. of, of the um, the heavy encumbrance that is yes. comedy yes. was blissfully free of his set. He was as funny as a burning hospital, my dad would say. Oh. Um, anyhow, he decided some woman didn't understand something that he'd said, so she asked a question. Yes. You know, she wasn't being rude or anything. I can't recall what the question was. It was something about he, she, they, them, that stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. pronoun thing now yes and he instead of answering her question as as you would being yes. you know yes person yes. he told her to shut the f- up yes 
And she said, I think people want to know what I think. And he said, nobody gives a f- what you think. And she said, I don't want you to speak to me like that. And she got cross. Now, she, salt of the earth, regular of the hotel, very nice lady, had absolutely no call to be spoken to like that. No. This guy, I think, was externalising his frustration at not headlining the, um, you know, at the at Madison Square, John Galeers in in London or something, yes, you know. Yes. So anyhow, um, it just degenerated, and he just kept abusing her. And eventually, like Tom's standing in front of me at the bar, and he said, "Oh Jesus, what do I do?" And I said, "Oh mate, this isn't good. You got to get him off." So Tom sort of went up and did the arm around the shoulder and guided him off stage. And then Tom had to try and get the room back, which is very very hard because. The, the room had kind of gone to sleep a bit, and then they all kind of perked up when this happened. They thought, oh, geez, this is all right. Keep in mind, the name of the room is Broken Nose Comedy. <laughs> okay? So it's not on unless it's on, apparently. That's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, setting so, your demographic very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So Tommy went up and tried to sort of get them, and they weren't going to be got because what happened was – this imbecile went and sat down and the gentleman who was um, accompanying this lovely lady. Yes. If you could imagine getting three sumo wrestlers <laughs> and stapling them together, that's what this guy looked like. Wow. He was massive. Wow. Turns out he's an ex-ruckman for Footscray. <gasps> oh. He might have put on a couple of COVID kilos. Yes. So he's big, tall, and huge. Anyway... This building walks over to the comedian in the corner of the room who's sitting there smugly with his comedian mates. Oh. And he's, he said, don't you ever f-ing talk to her like that again. And instead of the comedian wisely, and mind you, this comedian was no Schwarzenegger. Okay? <laughs> he, he, he's not, big, not a big man. He said, why don't you sit down before I knock you on your ass? Oh, so he said this rather loudly. This is while Tommy's trying to get the room back, by the way. Oh. So everybody's attention is focused on what's going to happen. How far will this guy's head get pushed into the wall? <laughs> but he had verbal game. He was, he was, you know, thrust and parry, parry, thrust. You know, imagine Daffy Duck with the, the jousting stole. Yes. Um, you know, the quarter, st- quarter, bucket of quarter stuff. Yes. And, um, you know, but the big guy was not to be off put. He was not intimidated at all. By this talking marmoset. Yes. So he kept going back at him and the language got very floral and I won't illuminate you anymore, but if you can imagine every word that you ever were told not to say was said quite a lot without anyone telling them not to say it. Um, Broken Nose Comedy was about to live up to its name. Then the publican hobbled over there, decided to separate them, and the whole room had degenerated into awkwardness. So poor old Tom had to kind of try and salvage something. So he did his two best jokes who that went to his credit, they're great jokes. And they they went okay, but that was that was about it. Yeah. And um then he, he sort of threw me to the lions and <laughs> I went on. Now I, I know the best thing to do to get a room back is not to try and tell them to come back, yep. but just start doing very good short jokes. Yeah. So I did about five minutes of bang, 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 bang. Very short, sharp. And got the room back. People came in from the bar. The room actually filled up. Because at this point, there was only about 20 people in it. By the time I finished, there were maybe 50. Got the room back. Everybody's happy, blah, blah, blah. So I then went over to the table where Mount Fuji and the woman are sitting, right? Yes. And I said, look, I'm so embarrassed by what happened before. It doesn't represent how we, you know, conduct ourselves on stage. He's just starting out. And there was no excuse for that. She said, oh, I know, I know you from years ago. And, you know, my, I used to work as a barmaid when your dad used to. And we, we got into one of those, you yeah, know. Yeah. And then turns out that uh, Ted Whitten and Ted Whitten Jr. are mates of this other guy and they're mates of mine too. And it was, it was all that sort of two degrees of separation shit. I finished up buying and a drink in the bar and they were sweet. Everybody was happy. I got paid. I, got, I went home. And then Tommy talked about it on his podcast, and that's how you heard about it, and now that's how it played out. But it was a very, very awkward situation. The thing I was more annoyed about was this guy decided to be verbal in the room when a colleague of his was trying to get the room Yeah, back. yeah. You course. don't do that. 
I'm assuming that that guy will never work again. I don't think he'll ever work again. Um, well, interestingly, the, the word had already spread back to the comics lounge by the time I got back there after the gig. Wow. So it's a, it's a, it's, it's a very fast telegraph. Is it? People love a death. They love a death. I oh, tell you. would someone have filmed it? No, no, they don't. They don't. They're not. With those highfalutin mobile phones they have now, no, they don't. And we have sound they're all flip ones. On Rose. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good story. I like. That's a horrible story, but I, I like to hear it, and I'm glad you shared it. I got lots of bad gig stories. Feel free. We're halfway through the show. We haven't even mentioned Huey Lewis. So sure, go away. Go away. Oh, that's who we're doing. I love <laughs> yes, Huey Lewis. Me too. Well, let's do because I want to talk to you about something, Doctor. Uh, um, what about the what, what about the gig? I, remember, I told you. About the um, the gig I did as soon as I got out of hospital. In, yes. In, um, yes. In up at um, oh, somewhere up in the middle of Victoria. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. I really, I really shouldn't have gone. No. And I had a bag on at the time. I don't have a bag now. Um, much better now. But it was very new in the bag world for me. Yes. And I was in a beautiful Armani suit and a nice shirt and everything. And Jenny, one of many, came up with me, and waiting to go on. And the bag leaked, oh. unfortunately. And anyone who's familiar with these um, colostomy bags, you, you don't want the contents of those <laughs> distributing yeah. under your garments, I assure no. you. But it went everywhere. And we only had a spare pair of undies and a singlet. So, of course, all the suit pants and jacket and shirt and that all had Oh, so gosh. does this mean you went on uh, – now, this is something I need to know. Did you go on stage in a, a pair of undies in a singlet? No, I went on stage <sighs> with a, a suit of shit, that would have been basically. Great. But oh. I, it wasn't a stage. It would have, if it had been a stage, that would have been all right. But unfortunately, it's one of those small corporates where there's – Oh, up-close comedy. There's like tw 20 very rich people sitting around <laughs> a big, long table. <laughs> and you've got to those. stand beside – the guy I was standing beside – it's yes. a poor swine. He must have thought he'd bought a seat next to Farlap's ass. <laughs> so for, for 25 minutes, he had to put up with it. Uh, and, you know, it was not great. Uh, it was not You, you should not have great. taken um, pegs for your. Uh, I should have. I should yeah. have thought ahead. Yeah, because I take ear, like earplugs. Was, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, <laughs> you always get a park near the entrance and, and you take yes. your earplugs in. <laughs> yes, that's right. Now, I've got, we've got probably got about, uh, well, we, we, we can go into the next half. That's all right. You have a medical question. Well, I do. But first of all, Huey Lewis, 30 million records. Good on um, Original name, Hugh Anthony Craig Third was an incredible harp player, as in harmonica. Played on oh, I see. Yeah, played on Thin oh. Lizzy's Live and Dangerous album. Played mm. on Elvis Costello's My Aim is True. Mm. And then eventually changed his name to Huey Lewis, originally called Bluesy Huey Lewis, um, and started having hits, as you well know. And they had, you know, the power of love. and that Quite was late in his career, too. Like, he sort of hit the charts when he was about 40 or 45. I, I think late 30s, but yes, he was old, yeah. Uh, the other thing about him was he was, a, he was a drifter, Marty. He was a bit of a gypsy. He was in the original Drifters? <laughs> no, no. He, um, he, you know, he just took his guitar on his back and his harp in his pocket. and he I just, think what you mean was... He was a rambling guy. He was a rambling guy. That's exactly right. He didn't care about anything. He was apparently one of the most optimistic men you could ever meet. Mm. So he had all this success and then um, had a little bit of trouble with his hearing. So he started cutting back on the touring, but, you know, still toured quite a bit throughout the years. And then he got Meniere's disease. Is that correct? Meniere's disease, which yes. is an unfortunate um disease which makes you very very dizzy yes uh, it affects your um, inner ear yes and basically do you know how your inner ear works yeah there's a little there's a little sort of let's just imagine a tatslotto ball inside yes. a tatslotto machine but there's only one of them all right yes and the inside of the tatslotto machine you know when they shuffle the balls yeah if you can imagine there's little hairs all around the inside of it yes now when this ball hits a hair your brain recognizes that because the ball has hit that hair, that hair must be down low. So the brain compensates by moving all your muscles and everything, knowing that you're leaning over to one side. That's how it works, right? Okay. 
Yes. But what happens is the ball changes shape, becomes a bit more like an almond. So it has two sort of ends. And also your um, the filli inside your middle ear stop being very good at receiving and sending information. So you've got the combination of those two factors that sends bad information to your brain about your balance and it makes you extremely dizzy and, and you get terrible vertigo, which is dizziness. There are medications that can treat it or control it. It can't be cured no. except by a very dangerous operation that often leads to deafness. And, and they don't even really know why you get it, worse. it. They don't know why you get it either. That's the other thing. About well, that. it's often age-induced. Okay. And it's it's just something. You can come from a viral infection. It can come from just a generation of your middle ear. It can come from sound degeneration. Well, he's, he's had enough of it. that. But I assure you, you don't want to get it. No. It's very good. Well, apparently he said that um, one of his ears, um, this is not all the time. This is only when it, when it hits. One of his ears will drop to, to 14% in hearing, which is pretty shit. And his other ear remains at about 50 and of mm. course, so then he, he's got um, imbalance um, and he's got very bad tinnitus as well. Uh, mm. And so he's had to cancel all work for the rest of his life. He can never tour again. He, um, and he's very optimistic and he's, you know, he's saying, look, lots of people are worse than me. How are you? They'd say, I've just got a touch of this manias, he'd say. <laughs> just a touch of it. Just a touch. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So it's a bit of a sad story, but luckily... But, you know, if you, if he's so, so positive in the world that he, he doesn't, he doesn't take it as a bad thing. He's a lovely, lovely man. Um, mm. and very successful. He, he sued Ray Parker, um, for the theme of Ghostbusters because it's, sued him. it uses, um, I want a new drug at the start, if you think about it. Um, and they both agreed to, yeah. Yeah, it does too. Does, That's doesn't very it? Very good. So yeah, yeah so he they, he got an undisclosed figure for that. Um, what's that? You know who it is. I know who it is. Just the sound this of his I voice. Can hear, I can see in the backyard. He's waving. He's. Ah, <laughs> hey, you little Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold. Can't hear you, mate. Oh. Can't hear you. Judas, yell out, Judas. Saying hello. Yeah, little Judas bastard. Oh, poor little bugger. So, do you want anything, Puni? Do you need Do you need anything? No, 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 I'm okay. I'm just sitting here. I'm doing nothing. Punjab. Yeah. What What are you doing with all that Bitcoin information written down in front of you? <laughs> oh God! Here we go. He's doing Bitcoin. <laughs> he hasn't still got my Amazon card, has he? Punjab? Yeah. What's... Hang on, let me give him a mic. All right. Yeah. Puni? Yeah. <laughs> hello? Hello? Puni? Hello, oh, Kenny. What? Why are you not here, number one? I don't like it very much. <laughs> Terrible answer. Number two, you didn't feed Stampy before he left. He's crying out the back there. Oh, Stampy. <laughs> Number three, have you still got my Amazon card? What do you mean, got? <laughs> I mean, are you buying Bitcoin with it? What do you mean, buying? <laughs> ask, please ask Marty to take it off you, please. Marty, Ken wants you to not take my Amazon card. <laughs> okay, it's easy. I can do that. <laughs> That's not exactly what I said. Uh, Similar. Um, um, now, what you should do is peg yourself to the clothesline and spin it. You can't do that. Why? It doesn't work because you've got nothing to push against, you see. You don't understand physics at all. <laughs> well, get home. Everyone wants you back here. Punjab's crying. No, no, you're Punjab. I know. Stampy's crying. No, poor Stampy. <laughs> Stampy's better off out there. Because it's more, it's more like an African tundra out there, you know? Yes. It's barren and um, inhospitable and, you know, let's face it, it's the, shitty. The, the fleas are missing you? Mm, poor fleasies. <laughs> I guess what's happening, we've, we've reached the halfway mark. We've talked hardly at all about Huey Lewis. Mm. And it's now time for Murray's jokes. So tell Marty to get back on. We're ready to go. 
Mati, you got to do the terrible joke again. Oh, oh, that's not very nice. All right. Okay. All right. Um, Jesus. Hang on a minute. I've just got to get organized. All right. Will I run the intro? Well, I wouldn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I wouldn't. Hello just, to the uh, two little Peters, by the way, if you're listening. Little Peters. Who? Little Peter. Peter's ice cream. No, Peter and Peter. Peter and Peter, listen no. to us. Have you ever met Peters? Johnson Peters? Johnson mm. Peters? No, I can't tell you the story on here about Johnson Peters, unfortunately. Yeah, everyone's got one. Yeah, yeah. It's a beauty, the one <laughs> I've got. Oh, it's a beauty. Really? Oh, it's a beauty. I can tell you a little... No, I better not. Why? No, because if by chance somehow he hears it, he might sue me for slander. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll tell you about what he does do. He does comedy in Italian. He goes around all yeah, the time. Yeah, they Italian. do that. Yeah. So does another comedian who steals everyone's jokes and does them in Italian. Ah, who'd know? That's a good idea. Yeah. I might, well, I might do them in Japanese. Japanese. Mm. Are you ready? Mm. Yes. And now it's time now for Maury's joke, joke of the Week. joke of the week. Go. A woman lost, lost, I'm about to go, Ken, shut your mouth. A woman lost her house and her car keys and she was very tired, so she walked into a city park and went to sleep on the park bench and about two o'clock in the morning she felt an arm around her and somebody kissing her neck and she jumped up and there was an old drunk homeless bloke sitting on the bench beside her. She said, what do you think you're doing? I'm not some cheap pickup. He said, oh, yeah, what are you doing in me bed? <laughs> Uh, the brain game. Here we go. Three facts. One is no. That's the other game. That's it. I listened to that one of the old podcasts. What did we used to do? What was it called? Ken's amazing um, fact challenge. Yes, Ken's I, amazing fact challenge. Yeah, and oh, I gave was, you three uh, facts, and one was wrong. That's right. Yes. Why did we stop that? <laughs> that that's because it. that was good. The same reason why we're about to stop this one. <laughs> Are right, you ready? I've got it. Oh yeah. We have a bit of a poo. Um, theme. Ooh. Yes. Royal right. Mint. Royal <laughs> yes. Mint unveils its new 50 cent piece featuring mm. the poo emoji. Actually, yes. Yes, I say yes. All right. I'm, I'm hitting the button, but nothing's happening. Oh, I've hit the wrong one. Nothing's changed. Hang on. No. <laughs> I can't hear anything. No, it's wrong. Everything's really? going wrong. Everything you, you can't hear it, but at this end, there's themes and things playing. I'm hitting. Nothing's happening. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, gang. Look at the oh, now it's playing episode. the ending. All, all right. Uh, that's fake. All right, so you got that one wrong. Next poo, no next poo one. Yeah, okay. Man suffers from rare condition. Hang on, you're still going. Man suffering from... <laughs> oh, you've finished. Yes. Man's... Oh. Man suffering from rare medical condition can only yes. poop, poop out of his mouth. No, that would be disgusting. All right, you're right. That is right. You are correct. Um, I'm hitting the keys, but nothing's happening. Oh, there we are. There you are. Okay, mm. uh, you got that right, so I'll give you that. All right. Thank you, Ken. Last one. Uh, parents turn to Craigslist after son loses his car. Sure. Why not? Correct. You're killing it this week. You're on fire. I don't know what that means, but okay. He is body. It's fabulous. News it's of the week coming out. It's everything. It's Here we are. news of the week. <laughs> and welcome to sundry, 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 sundry news. Yeah. Uh, first up, and nicotine patches are under review after studies show they're not very effective in stopping smoking and can be as addictive as cigarettes. A northern suburb's mother confused her husband's patches for Band-Aids and put them on her child's grazed knee. The kid's now got a 20 graze a day habit. <laughs> a kangaroo is now on Winfield cigarette packets in France, supposedly letting them know the ciggies are from Australia. Luckily, those French would smoke anything. What's in this, Pierre? Kangaroo shit? Cool, light me up. TVs will light up too, as Foxtel may be bringing back a new version of their reality show, The Phone where contestants are directed to go on a series of wild, random, nationwide errands, receiving their instructions via mobile phone. The show will be called Having a Wife. 
Back home, an independent politician, Bob Catter, has hinted he may support a $1 cap on poker machines playing, saying, I'm not sure what wearing a cap will do, but hey, what do you want for a dollar? In another kind of gaming, elderly Australians are using the Wii video game system to exercise in their own living rooms. The most popular games are Wii Cycling Tour, we Olympic Marathon and we Micah Cardiac Paramedic. <laughs> and finally, paramedics were called to Port Melbourne this week when a woman was dragged along for 30 metres by her car after trying to jump out when she found a spider in the vehicle. She was unhurt and later that night, police intercepted a spider seen driving erratically. Back to the show. <laughs> uh, okay, we're back. All yes, right. we are. <clears throat> Now, for this section of the um, show, of which... Uh, this segment? Yes, not too long to go, but enough. Enough for me to ramble on. I've decided yeah. to to choose to talk about Let It Be, the Beatles tri- tri- trilogy. I nearly said trilogy. Eight hours it is. Eight hours of glorious viewing for me. You, lo- you love a long gig, though. I you, watched you it twice. Long... I watched it twice. That's extraordinary, Ken. It's fantastic. Have you watched it? Not so much watch as not watch. <laughs> okay, all right. So, um, now apparently the the copper at the end, yes. the nineteen year old boy that ends the gig. Yes, he's become a bit of a cult hero now. Can I tell you his name? Go ahead, Ray Dag. That's unfortunate, Constable Ray Dag. Oh dear. So I thought that might have something to do with it. Tell me about it. What what sort of cult thing? What are you saying? Oh, you know, they shave their heads, they wear robes, that sort of thing. <laughs> yes. Normal cult stuff. <laughs> he had the Hare Krishnas in, in, in the start of the film. Mm. They, they got invited by George. They're just sitting there like like a, a bald yoke, Yoko. Now, you to- know, our dog was involved in a bizarre electrolysis accident where all the hair on her body was removed except for a tail. So we just donated her to the Hare Krishnas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now the thing about this, um, uh, help me out here. I can't. I've lost the, my train of thought. The Beatles. Yes. The thing about this Beatles show. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's what I was looking for. Um, it was a big help. Two things came out of it. Number one. Yes. Yoko Ono, not so bad. Not such a bad oh. old duck. You didn't think so? I found her annoying. Get away from me. I would have said. Well, she just sits there quietly. She doesn't do anything. She could have been a beanbag. She just sits there and doesn't say a word. Um, she knits occasionally. Mm. She reads a book, but she mm. doesn't contribute. She doesn't cause trouble, um, which goes against, you know, what we've all been led to believe. And the second mm. thing is that Paul McCartney is, without a doubt, not only a genius, but the leader of the Beatles and wasn't wasn't a pain in the ass. It was just the other three were so goddamn lazy. But were someone, they? yeah, someone had to take the the lead, and McCartney obviously does it. Um, but John Lennon was right behind him. John Lennon, um, in throughout the whole movie, is perfectly happy with McCartney's choices. At no no stage does he look bored with McCartney, which is what the first cut of Let It Be um, was made you believe. Mm. In the middle. George Harrison leaves and John Lennon very quickly says, let's find out what Eric Clapton is doing. Some great loyalty there after 30 years. Mm. Just let's see what Eric Clapton's up to. Um, and the other thing that you take away from it is that Ringo Starr is one of the greatest drummers for keeping time in the world. He's, you think? Oh, he's like a rock. It's just a un- rock, you say? unbelievable. Yeah. I like the rock. Uh, yeah, you. Why? Why haven't you watched it? Because who has eight hours, Ken? Well, you could watch it at you know thirty-minute in- intervals. No, that's too many intervals. I'd be full of <laughs> chop tops. Yeah. <laughs> eight hours is not that long to watch a historic feature. Eight hours is a long time, Ken. Well, I tell you what, you won't be bored. You won't be bored. You know what? It's actually the perfect thing to watch on a plane if you're going to Asia. Correct. Like if you're flying to Singapore or something, that's that's give or take eight hours. All right. Well, and, and you just put it on, and by the time you get there, you'll be totally like this. So, uh, no, be lovely, eh? Yeah. No, Wouldn't that be lovely? 
Well, that would be lovely, but that that may not happen for a while. So I strongly suggest you put eight hours aside and have a look at it. You can watch it in Just three installments. Eight hours aside. Three installments, two and a half hours each, basically. Mm. Basically, is a little bit. Hey, more. did you get that picture I sent you of our local council? I'm looking. Hang on. Hang on. Uh, oh yes, here it is. Let me have a look. Oh my God, cock and balls. See. Oh my God! Do they know what they've done? What is it supposed to be? <laughs> What's it supposed to be? Well, it's supposed to be a candle yes. and two baubles, a few baubles, and some holly. Oh my God! The holly looks like pubic hair gone wrong. Oh dear! What were they? Um, I just sent you another picture too. They can't be for real. Oh, hang on! Really? <laughs> oh, that's a shot. That one. That one I can't even describe. It's so horrific that a photo like that should never be put up ever. How come? Look, how, you get... fat I, look how fat I was. Oh, healthy, some people say. Look at how botoxed I was. Yeah, you were. I was, wasn't I? There. Yeah. You got to stop doing that. No, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to grow old, yeah. ghostly. I don't need it anymore. You got to grow old, ghostly. <laughs> I did say... What, what did you say? I said gastefully. <laughs> Someone's peering over your shoulder as well, Marty. I see that. <laughs> uh, I've just taken a, a snapshot of that, but I've, I've, I've uh, edited it. I've, I've cropped it, if you know what I'm saying. How, where'd yeah. you get that from? Uh, from your party. No, I know where it's... Oh, yeah, but did you look up some old photos? Did, I found them on an old iPad. Did you think, my birthday's coming up, I better look at Ken's to make sure mine's better? No, not. You'd be surprised how little I compare myself to you. <laughs> I would not be surprised. You know, you know how you want a surprise for your birthday. Well, you're you're better than me in so many areas. Oh. Like you're prettier than me. Oh. You're more well endowed than me. Yes, that's true. You've got more money than me. I'm more muscly. You, you know, yes, more muscly. I'm not more, more money. Anything. Mind you, my muscling has degenerated since I had life-threatening surgery. But you can capitalize on that if you want to make yourself feel better. All right. Okay, I will. Good but boy. You're, you've, you've got more money than me. I don't know about that. How much money have you got? I can't discuss that. I've been told not to discuss it on air for really? fear of being attacked in the streets. By people trying to give you money. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, it's all the poor Look at him. <laughs> Down in Claverton Street with my little tin out. That's how I got that money, baby. Yep. Yes. You know my mother said to me? Don't stop working until your bank account looks like a phone number. Well, oh. I stopped working. Triple zero. <laughs> you know, your mum, I was just thinking about your mum yesterday. She said to me one day, she said, thank you very much for being Marty's friend. Yeah. Isn't that lovely? She's been saying that all my life. <laughs> she used to say it to everybody. The pedophile next door, anybody. <laughs> It was a strange thing to say, I must admit. The cops, anybody at all. My geography teacher. Didn't matter. She was just pleased I was getting out. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, all right, well, that's good. We, we've, uh, we've clocked in under, under hour, under an hour, which considering... Well, we finished already. Well, we don't have to. We can keep going. I'm happy to keep going. What, what show are we talking about? No, we were talking about the Beatles. <laughs> Let it be. That was we didn't show. really talk about anything about it though. No, but I'll tell you more if you want. Um, it's been it's been restored. Really care, but it's been restored is, frame is by it, frame. It's Peter Jackson, isn't it? Yes, yes. The cigarette guy. No, no. The, oh, the suits guy. No, no. Peter Jackson. I'll give you a hint he what sells, he's done. My he precious. sells suits. Oh no, Lord of the Sings. Yeah, uh, close. Yes, very close. Um, that, that was the Indian movie. Yes, that's right. Punjab was in that. <laughs> he was too. He was in this one. Yes. <laughs> when he's coming. So how did you undo your freaking handcuffs? You said you didn't have the key. Um, combination lock. Okay. Oh. You haven't ever seen a combination lock on handcuffs. <laughs> yeah, that's a new thing. You get them at the um, at the sex shop in St. Kilda. Schindler's Fist. <laughs> okay. Don't you be going down to St Kilda at night. You don't know what'll happen to you. I know what'll happen to you. I don't know what'll happen to you. No, you. No, you. No, you. This should fill the yeah. next 10 minutes. Yeah, well, you try. You try. Have you tried? Have you tried? Shut up. Shut up. Stop it. Stop it. Right. Back on the, back on the um, clothes horse. 
punch you, you have to punch you. Sorry? What's he saying? I don't know. Is he whispering he's, to you something? He's muttering. You little bastard. Don't be muttering, bullet, outside. Uh, let me, all right, it's let not me... cold as hot. It's 35 degrees today. It, it is. not cold. No. Is he coming tomorrow to your birthday party? Mm, he's in the kitchen. <laughs> in the kitchen at the party? <laughs> he's that's cooking. Where, that's where you always find me. Yeah. He's cooking. You always find Who sang that? Uh, that's a very, very good question. Thank you, Ken. It wasn't um, anyone of note. And it was, note? No. That's unfortunate. Uh, you'll always find me in kitchen. And the other one that they had was, uh, what was it? Three packets of chips and a bottle of beer. What was that? <laughs> no, that's farting in a bath. Three packets of chips and a bottle of beer. What? No, the that's one. That's what it sounds like. You know. Jonah Lewis sang that. I actually two, thought... bottle, two bottles of beer and a bottle of Bovril it's... is what it sounds like when you fart in a bath. <laughs> two bottles of beer and a bottle of Bovril. <laughs> No, that's not the <laughs> You'll try it next time. I will. Trust me. Uh, Murdoch's don't fart. I've told you this. Yeah, well, that's big, just a big stupid lie. <laughs> well, we don't do it in public. Uh, my father, I, I used. I remember I said to my father, what should I do if there's, you know, I'm in a room or something with people. He goes, open the window and stick your bum out. That's a good idea. Yes. That's, and no one will notice. <laughs> No, that's right. Are you farting? They'd say, no, I'm just having a shit. <laughs> oh, well, as long as you're not farting. No, just shit. That's manners. That's <laughs> been brought up right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Yes. Well, I if I pop a burp in... On pop, did in, you say? Yes. What pop, are you, four? I, well, I don't, none of our families say the word fart. Could none you of say us. break wind then? We say, we, say, um, um, we say pop and we say... Uh, what's the other one we say? No, Ken. It doesn't matter. But we, we, um, we, if I do that, pop or burp, on my own, I always say, excuse me, even if I'm on my own. I've told you this. It's lovely, Ken. It is lovely. Weird, I'm a, but I'm a decent okay. sort of fella. Yeah, apparently. Now, this birthday party mm. of yours tomorrow, it's a surprise party. Yeah. That you know of. But the surprise is the surprise. See what I'm saying? You think you know no. of it, but it might be a surprise. You know what the surprise might be? No one might a turn up. A head injury before I go. No one might turn up. Well, that's happened before. Well, you know he's coming. I don't know how he wangled an invite. Little Tony Katz. Oh, that'll be lovely to see him. How'd that happen? You got to keep... it be? Well, just don't have entertainment because you won't hear it. Yeah, well, he'll be sitting with you. <laughs> All right. You're the only one he knows. I am the only one, but he'll talk to anyone. He'll start yeah. fixing your air conditioning. Well, no, it's at a restaurant. He'll start fixing the air conditioning of the restaurant. As long mm. as they give him some food, he'll stay there forever. Yeah, yeah. I'm paying for the food. Yeah, well, I'm eating. I'm coming off the uh, vegetarian diet for that. No, you don't have to. I, There's fantastic vegetarian uh, options. It's not expensive enough. I'm going. I'm going sirloin steak with a lobster uh, dessert. Iconic Mexican dishes there. <laughs> no, you know that's the one thing I do eat meat in a Mexican restaurant. You know that. Do you really? You yeah. don't suffer the consequences. I do, but I, that is one time when it's worth it. We've talked about this about the consequences, but that one All is right. worth it. All right. It is well, what we've got, we've, what we've got is um, tacos of beef, chicken, and vegetarian. We've got enchiladas, beef, chicken, vegetarian. We've got um, That's fried I mean. chicken, Mexican fried chicken. We've got nachos. Um, we've got That's churros. I, you know the uh, Mexican. I don't need any of that stuff. All I need is any enchiladas and the tacos. A little bit of little bit of Mexican rice. I'm happy. Mm. That's it. You might have to bring your own rice. I'll bring my own rice cooker. What about Punjab? He could make me up some rice. He doesn't have any rice. He's cooking, you said. I know, but he's only cooking with what they have there. Oh, okay. All right. I'll bring my own then. Don't worry about that. All right. You can do that. And uh, what time is it, by the way? What time should I arrive there? 12 o'clock. Ah, 12 o'clock. So for some sort of lunch. 
I'm going to send a reminder invite out to everybody, but we can't tell anybody where it is because it's a no, secret no, fair. No. We do. We don't want people like Sean O'Kelly turning up. There's sure. a lot of famous people going, Ken. Is there really? I thought you said you don't know any famous people. You said you don't invite them to these sorts of things, Swaways. No, I, only my friends, but I do know a lot of famous friends. Great. I'll bring my autograph book. Mm. Gandhi's coming. Who? Gandhi. Dandy. Gandhi. Who's that? Mahatma Gandhi? Oh. You haven't heard of him? Oh, yes, Gandhi. Oh, I, I, I thought you might stick to someone alive. Um, is there you any... Know, Gandhi went on a hunger strike and it was a big deal, right? Yeah. But he lived in India. Yeah. The food's not great. No. I don't think he could have done it if he lived in, like, Italy or something. <laughs> That's true. You know, if someone comes down at 2 o'clock in the morning and Gandhi's in the fridge. Gandhi, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Um, <laughs> just making sure nobody was touching the eggplant and parmesan. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm more intrigued with this. Uh, can we tell people who were there? Oh, no, we can't. I was going to say, can we tell them next week? But we can't. Um, no, let's keep it secret. Um, will I hold my own with these people? No. No. So, so perhaps dress as a waiter. I've maybe. got you in a cage in the corner with a pointy hat on. <laughs> I heard you got me in the. I heard you got me on table three with Phil. Bruce, Phil who? Phil. Um, I can't even remember his last name anymore. Brady. Bruce, yeah, Phil Brady. I could talk to him. I told you not to mention who was coming. Oh, well, I didn't know if he was. All right, put me with Farnham. He doesn't want to sit with you. He's already said. Uh, that's how I started my career. He said, is that, he said, that cloud nine guy? I said, yeah. Damn it. He said, no, mate. No. No. <laughs> no. Well, what about the prime minister? Can I sit with him? You could sit with him. No one else will. <laughs> okay. Well, I can't. He's going to Hawaii soon, so. Is he? You can, Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give him a quick lay before we go. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm very excited about it. Thanks for inviting me. You'll love your present. I can't Mm. say anything except it's a big surprise. Okay. All right. So that's. Now, don't expect me to open it there. No, I don't want you to. Okay, good. Because we're having an after party back at the house. Yes. Yes. You and um, Vicky Ochiki can come back to that too. What about Tony Katz? We'll see how he goes. He's traveling with me, so he's going to have to sit in the car otherwise. Oh, shit. Yeah, all right. Well, he can sit out the front. It'll be quite hot, but we'll, put the, we'll crack the window. <laughs> we can put him with Punjab. We'll put him out there with him. Okay. All right. Well, it's, yes, it's been a lovely day today. Mm. Um, once again, happy birthday. Thank you, Kenneth. Nothing Thank you. makes me more happier than wishing you a happy birthday. 50 years old today. Oh, dear. And I always thought you were... Um, older than me. All right, here we go. No, here goes the outro. See you guys. Bye, mate. Hang on, what outro? That's the old outro, Marty. Oh, Ken. Honestly, we'll go with it. Okay, gang. Look, if you've enjoyed our episode, come around. Episodes, don't forget to share them on all your social media platforms. Let's spread the word and get a bigger audience because you will be called an original. We love you.
ladies and gentlemen, this is Pink Sons of Sunbury, a Queen Martin production, starring Ken Murdoch as Ken Murdoch, Marty Beard as Marty Beard, and myself, Punjab Ramadan, Patsomaki, and a number of other characters. We do appreciate you listening, and if you enjoy the podcast, please share it amongst your friends. Word of mouth or on the electric internet and subscribe to our Facebook page, Sons of Sunbury. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you again to our sponsors, Balloon Decor and Hillside Air Conditioning. Without whose support, we would probably pretty much do it. I mean, let's raise it. We have a box of fire, a lot of pumping arms. Have a wonderful life, a wonderful week, and we'll see you next week.